It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. And with it being bracket season, they've got the Built Bar bracket of flavors. Check them out. Vote for your favorite. That's BuiltBar.com. And for 20% off your next order to figure out who your favorite flavor is, enter the promo code LOCKEDON. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're going to talk about Sean Doolittle and we're going to talk about Michael Lorenzen. Two guys, if you listen on Friday, I talked about some really good pitching performances, some really encouraging pitching performances. Today, I'm going to talk about Sean Doolittle and Michael Lorenzen, who didn't have that great a debut, and I'm going to tell you why you need to pump the brakes on them a little bit. Also, later on, I've got a new segment for you here just for the spring training, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Lockdown Reds Fantasy Baseball League that's coming up here this season. That's all coming up in just a moment. Before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to hit that subscribe button that way you don't miss anything coming up this week we've got brandon bailey back on the podcast we're going to be talking about his experience going through another tommy john surgery and what is ahead for him in his career you're not going to miss any of that we also got division day coming up on wednesday with locked on cardinals lucas smith will join me and i'll tell him why eugenio suarez is better than nolan arenado Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss any of that. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. All right, so let's jump into it. We had some weekend action Friday and Sunday, both games, Televis on Fox Sports Ohio, in case you got to check it out. Our man John Sadat getting 
on the call. He sounded phenomenal. Super happy to hear him on the call with Chris Welsh. I know that there were a couple of times that I think Chris was a little surprised at some different things that John was saying, different ways that he was uh, describing players. In fact, there was a moment on Sunday whenever John Sadak asked Chris Welsh if uh, ERA was a good measuring tool for a reliever. And I'm pretty sure I heard a tear of joy come to the corner of Chris Welsh's eye. So, yeah, this is going to be a great season. I'm so excited about this broadcasting booth. And and they sounded great over the weekend. What wasn't so great over the weekend were two guys that were looking for big contributions for on the mound for the Reds. Whether it be Michael Lorenzen or Sean Doolittle, these two guys are going to make an impact for the Reds in 2021 in whatever role they are cast in. Now, Doolittle obviously is coming straight out of the bullpen. Michael Lorenzen has a shot to get into the rotation, but overall their first starts were unimpressive. I want you to hear from them, though, because there's a point to this, and and, and you're going to roll your eyes a little bit, but when it comes to spring training, the results really don't matter so much. It's more about getting ready. It's more about April 1st, as Michael Lorenzen said. We're going to get to him in just a minute, but I want to start out with Sean Doolittle. This is what he had to say after his appearance on Sunday. You know, that's that's one thing about spring training is that um, you, you know, you can put the results to the side a little bit in an inning like that. And, you know, each batter is a chance to make an adjustment, figure something out, try something different, um, continue to grind out the inning. You know, at the end of the day, that was good volume for me to get to throw that many pitches in an inning. Um, so there are a lot of things to take from it. You can't just pack it in after you give up three runs. Um, you know, you can't be out there licking your wounds and bummed out that your first one didn't go well. Like I was, I was, um, I was happy that I was able to stay in it, make some adjustments, figure some things out, um, you know, in the middle of an inning and and end the inning without having to get rolled. So, um, you know, like it was the most spring training outing to ever spring training, like probably gave up an Arizona Homer got teed off on, on another one. Uh, got ambushed by a guy, you know, he, for the, for the single, I got the walk out of the way, you know, we were a little bit inconsistent, but we did some good things too. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to my next one already for sure. Obi-Shan Kenobi Doolittle was also asked about his velocity, which for the most part, when it came to his fastball, his main pitch that he's thrown pretty much like 80% of the time for his entire career was sitting at 91 to 94. He had this to say about that. I felt, uh, you know, I, I feel fine about my velocity. Like at the peak of my career, when, you know, when I was flashing 96, 97, relatively consistently, you know, I, I never topped it. I never threw hard in spring training. Um, I've thrown, I've, I've touched 94 one time my whole career in spring training. Um, besides that, I'm usually 89 to 91. So the fact that I was 91, 92, um, over the course of a long inning today. Um, that's encouraging to me. Um, judging by a lot of the swings I got on my heater, um, you know, we had a bunch of guys that were late on it, that were fouling it, fouling it off. Um, and there we got, uh, at least a handful of swings and misses on the heater. Um, I probably could have been crisper with some of the execution and stuff, but, um, you know, for the first outing in camp, um, 
fastball wise, um, I'm pretty happy with it um, based on, you know, how my career's gone. I think we'll add a couple ticks, but by the time camp is over and then I'll get another bump once we start playing real games. So um, I think it's in a good spot. If you're trying to determine the status of any one pitcher after his first start in spring training, you're going to tie yourself into a mental pretzel. I've said that a lot, but trust me, if you're going to do that, you are going to confuse yourself a bit. Yes, there was some good contact on his pitches, but like he said, he's kind of ramping up. He's kind of getting ready. And Michael Lorenzen is going to talk about this here in the next segment, too, when we look at him. It's kind of something that pitchers are just getting a feel for their pitches. They're understanding where their body is relative to their repertoire. And something that is intriguing to me, something that I find uh, fascinating about Doolittle's profile, if you have the book, The Baseball Prospectus, for 2021. They've got all these amazing player profiles. They got a good one on Sean Doolittle too. They said that his main pitch obviously has gone down in velocity. So he's got two courses of action for 2021. He either improves that fastball velocity and his results will improve with it, or he hones in his slider, something that he threw quite a bit last season. We talked, we've, we've talked a lot about the worry for his fastball velocity, the lower, slower, not going to fool hitters so much with the slower velocity fastball that he has, but he's got this slider that he developed last year. What is the one pitch that we continue to hear from different guys that Derek Johnson works with and they say, boy, this really transformed me as a pitcher? The slider. He knows how to take a pitcher's slider and augment it. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how good Sean Doolittle can be. I'm not sitting here and telling you that I'm worried about him. I'm not sitting here and telling you that the what that it was a waste of money for the Reds to pay him. I think he's going to be good. I think we're going to have a solid dude at the back end of this bullpen to rely on, and he's going to have a great fastball and slider combination. Now, is his fastball going to be 96-97 like he mentioned in his peak? Probably not but his slider's going to be dangerous, and I'm looking forward to that. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I want to talk about Michael Lorenzen. I want to talk about his outing that he had, and okay, there's there's a couple of haters out there of Michael Lorenzen. I'm not going to change your mind. I know that, but for those of you on the fence and for those of you that are a little bit worried based on what you saw last season and ascribing it to his first training appearance, We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But before we do, it is that time again. March Madness is here. If you're like me and you're a huge college basketball fan on top of being a baseball fan, there is lots to see and do this time of year, especially when it comes to sports wagering. And the best place to get all of that done is betonline.com. Dot .ag with conference tournaments underway for most mid-majors some of them are already done and you've got the major conference tournaments coming up this week this is an amazing time to throw a couple of bucks down on your sports knowledge it's going to be a lot of games coming up and you're going to be able to make a couple of bucks off that betonline.ag has all of the best lines for all of your college basketball action and you can check them out create a profile today and enter the promo code locked on to get 50% more on your initial deposit. If you're looking at uh, the slate of college basketball and thinking that you know a few things, 
head on over to betonline.ag and make a couple of bucks off of those things that you know and enter the promo code locked on whenever you create your account that'll give you 50 percent more on the money that you put in betonline.ag is the official sports wagering sponsor of the locked on podcast network when you're done listening to the Locked On Reds podcast, head on over to Locked On Today. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski. He looks at all of the big stories around the sports world and brings them to you each and every day on the Locked On Today podcast. Find it on radio.com, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we talked about Sean Doolittle a little bit. Let's talk about Michael Lorenzen because his prospects are a little bit different. Sean Doolittle's looking to be a main guy in the back end of the bullpen for the Reds. Michael Lorenzen is looking to transform himself from a bullpen arm to a rotation arm. It's something that he showed over those final two starts of 2020 that he could do. He could be a valuable addition to the Reds' rotation, at least as the five guy, you know, somebody who could give him five solid innings, something like that. But whenever he came out to the mound for his first start of spring, it was a little concerning because his fastball velocity was sitting right around where Sean Doolittle's fastball velocity was. And we're not talking about a guy who has seen his velocity dip over the last couple of years. No, we're talking about a dude who sets at 98, 99, sometimes can hit a hundred if he really wants to. And that's really concerning to see the huge dip in velocity. He had this to say after his appearance on Friday. Um, really, I just thought about it as like a conditioning the body type of day. Um, I did my best to, I want to compete so bad. And I did my best to not get into that kind of state of mind. Um, just because obviously I say, you know, I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be coming into camp with my knee and, and all that stuff, but I, I didn't get to throw as nearly as much as I would have liked. So like I just told David, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to get into that mentality yet. So I just want to like execute. I felt like I executed a lot of good pitches and I could have looked really good. The umpire balled me on a few of them to where it kind of went the complete opposite. But if he called some of those, what I thought were strikes, um, if he called some of them strikes, which I thought they were, then I thought I would have been walking out of there and feeling not just good physically, but good, you know, mentally like, oh yeah, feel great. That's Michael Lorenzen and his sinewy Dr. Strange looking like beard that he's got going on. Seriously, looks like Dr. Strange. Go look at pictures of him right now. Uh, but His start was intriguing because he wasn't hitting the velocity, but like he said, he was really working more on locating. And that's something that he expounded upon a little bit more. I have to go into um, the season with my skill ready to roll. Um, and I think that that's one thing that I'm learning more and more is I come in and I'm super excited about the off season that I had and the work that I put in. And I want to show everyone how hard I worked and I come in and my bullpens, I'm throwing 97, 98. And, and, but then the season starts and my skill isn't where it needs to be. Um, and so the past two years when I've been, you know, go gone through some really bad stretches and last year, probably the worst stretch of my career, it all came back down to the skill and being able to throw each pitch where 
I, I'm used to throwing them. And so I feel like that's the difference for me. And it's more of a maturity thing of like, okay, if I can get my fast, if I can get that skill and I'm throwing my fastball where it should go, I'm throwing my slider, I'm landing my slider in the place where I usually want to land it, my curveball chain, all that stuff. Then I can start adding on, you know, the velo and, and add those things. And it's, it's a little different for me. And that first inning felt pretty awkward. Um, actually, even though there's fans in the stands, it was, it was so quiet and it felt really awkward. Um, and I was almost moving too slow and talking with Jagers, it was like that second inning, we felt like that was the right pace for me to work on my skill and, um, you know, still get, still pitch really well and, and, and my stuff to do, to do good things. So it's kind of just getting a feel for it. It's an interesting contrast from last season. If you remember coming into 2020, Michael Lorenzen was like obsessed with trying to hit 104 on the radar gun. Dude was trying to throw as hard as humanly possible before opening day. And, and he was trying to get up there so that he could run up a fastball that just absolutely blew Tucker Barnhart's mitt off or something like that. Now he's doing the exact opposite. Now he is saying, I am working on pitching my fastballs. I'm working on putting my sliders exactly where I want them. And then once I get that down, I'm going to add velocity to it. I kind of like that mentality. I, I think it's a good way at least for him in his first appearance of spring training to get going. And, and, you know, he talked about the adrenaline not being there and how there wasn't really a point during the game where adrenaline was a thing for him. Didn't really get his blood flowing all that much. It's because it's practice for these guys. We're talking about practice. Literally. They get, they're getting out there and they're getting ready. Kind of like he said, it's more conditioning. It's more getting his skill ready to go. And then he's going to add on the velocity. Then he's going to add on all that stuff and get some results. I also kind of like the fact that he kind of blamed the umpire a little bit. I thought that was a little bit funny. Not really something you want to hear a whole lot going through the season. But first uh, calls of spring training from umpires have been uh, looking like they're getting ready for the season two. And, and they're trying out some new things, <clears throat> trying to see what they can get away with. Whatever. I don't know. Some of them have been pretty bad calls. But overall... I'm not worried about Michael Lorenzen. You're going to sit there and say, well, he got rolled. That, 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 that doesn't bother me. It, it really does not bother me. It's his first appearance of spring training. Like he said, he's getting his skill ready. And we're seeing what we're going to get out of him. Now, here's the thing about Michael Lorenzen. I've got to look at him when it comes to his role. He, he really wants to be in the rotation. This is something that I think is going to be interesting as the season unfolds, and it's part of my bold prediction coming up here in just a minute. But before we get into that, I got to let you know, you got to check out Built Bar and you got to check out their bracket. The number one flavor will be found here soon as we go through the flavor bracket for Built Bar. Go vote for your favorites at BuiltBar.com. They have a couple of votes each day kind of splitting them up that way they're not just overwhelming you with flavor because that's what built bar does it overwhelms you with its amazing flavor 100 real chocolate zero percent guilt i'm serious guys whenever you're talking about snack food built bar is at the top you go check out all the different stuff that they've got whether it's cherry barcia you got coconut brownie chunk that literally has chunks of brownie in it it's not just, oh, hey, it tastes like there's brownie there. No, 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 no. Chunks of little brownies in each of those Built Bars. Go check them out, BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off 
your next order of the amazing snack that is Built Bar, you know that you can trust me whenever I'm talking about snack food. And Built Bar is at the top. Go check them out, BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I got a new segment coming for you, and we've got some fantasy baseball to talk about. But before we jump into all of that, you need to go check out, after you listen, of course, the Locked On MLB podcast. Sully brings you a look around the league each and every day. Check out the Locked On MLB podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so finishing up on Michael Lorenzen, it was something that I noticed when I was looking at my baseball prospectus book. You'll, uh, you're probably putting this together. I just got this thing in from Amazon, but it said something about Michael Lorenzen that kind of raised my antennas a little bit because it's something that Lance has said on Sports Talk previously. said that two successful starts down the stretch last year gave Lorenzen hope that he can move back into the rotation. But the strapping Californian is best cast as a rubber-armed bullpen security blanket. As something that Lance said, he said, is his value really better in the rotation? And some people will say, well, if he's in the rotation, they could probably put him out in center field some days. He can be a bench bat. He can be a defensive replacement, a pinch runner more regularly. Okay, but is that really the best use for him? I think it's almost more of a novelty now than it is anything else. He's been a Red for six years, and he's not really gotten that much playing time out in the field. It's been a lot of fun, but let's be honest, is the best version of the Reds in the field include Michael Lorenzen? That's an important question to ask you because that's how the Reds need to approach every single game. What is the best version of this team in the field? What is the best version of Michael Lorenzen? Because this bullpen security blanket, think about what he did last year. If the Reds needed a couple of innings out of him, he gave it to them. And he gave them good multiple innings, especially after that first stretch. You know, the first couple of weeks was a little rough, and he even admitted that that was the lowest point of his career for him. But once he got through that, He was a valuable dude out of the bullpen for multiple innings, not just three outs. And then if they needed him to spot start, he could. He's kind of a Swiss Army pitcher, kind of the dude that you go for whenever you need something. And he's always there for you. That is why they call him a rubber arm security blanket because he can pitch multiple innings multiple days in a row. He can pitch give you three, four, five good innings of a start. Do we really want to limit him to being in the rotation where he only pitches once every five days? That's an interesting question. I'd love to hear from you on that. 513-549-0159 on the Lockdown Reds line. Give me your texts. Give me your calls. Reactions to that because this flows nextly into my bold prediction. 
And this necessarily includes what someone will do. This is what someone or someones won't do. I've given you two bold predictions already, if you've written them down. They're about Gino and Joey Votto, and they both happened last Friday on the podcast. So if you haven't heard those, go check them out. But today, the bold prediction involves pitching, and that is this. There will be a pitcher on the Reds' staff that gets more starts than either Michael Lorenzen or TJ Yanto. Now, I'm not saying together. I'm not saying that this unnamed person is going to outpace them combined, but I think there is a pitcher on this staff who will get more starts than either Michael Lorenzen or TJ Yanto. Because I think both of those guys are super valuable as the rubber-armed bullpen security blanket, the Swiss Army pitchers. And I think that's the best version of the Reds. So I think boldly, because most of you are sitting here thinking that the fifth starter position, and and me included, because I think plausibly the fifth starter probably goes to Michael Lorenzen or TJ Antone out of camp. But I think at the end of the season, we will look back and there will be a pitcher who gets more starts than either TJ Antone or Michael Lorenzen. And that's my bold prediction for you for today. All right, before we jump into some fantasy baseball talk, a little bit of setting up the league, that is, I got a new segment for you. That's right, we are keeping track of the rolled innings here on the Locked on Reds podcast. The Reds have already done so six times this spring. Now, it probably feels like a lot more because this is such a weird rule. And I get it, you know, it's about, well, I'm not never giving you up, but it's about pitcher's arm health and all this other stuff early on in spring training. You, you don't want guys getting hurt. But on the other end of the spectrum, there are times like on Sunday. Sunday, Josh Osich experienced his second rolled inning of the spring. It's got to be a little bit uh, annoying to him to have two innings rolled over, but even more so from this. So he gets into a situation where he loads the bases. Yeah, that's it's not great. Now, you don't like it when pitchers load their own bases, but with the bases loaded and zero outs, he strikes out one guy. He strikes out two guys, and he's looking at getting out of the jam, and David Bell rolls the inning. Now, yeah, I get it. Pitcher arm health and stuff like that. This is a guy who is on the fringes of the Major League roster. This is a guy who is looking to make the team and impress. He had a shot to do that. And it was taken away from him. Like I said, that was the sixth rolled inning of the spring. Osich has two. Lorenzen with one. Hunter Green with one. Shane Carl and Sal Romano each have one rolled inning. We're, we're going to keep track of that all spring. It's uh, something that I found interesting, an early spring rule that, yes, I, I get it, player safety and all this other stuff. And some of these guys, like Shane Carl, I'm not expecting a lot from this season. and Maybe he'll prove me wrong. And But Sal Romano, Josh Osich, you've got Hunter Green who's trying to get back and stuff like that. It's, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting rule that I'm not sure that I – I like very much, but we're going to keep track of that all spring here. Okay, before we close up shop today on the Locked On Reds podcast, I wanted to point out I'm creating a fantasy league. I've got a couple of guys that are interested already looking for more 
guys and girls, that is. You don't have to be a guy. Uh, We're looking for more fantasy baseball players. I want to get a nice league of about 10 people playing some fantasy baseball for the Lockdown Reds podcast. Got a couple of goodies for you, too. If you're interested, hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, or email me. It's not something I've given out a whole lot. I always forget about this email, actually. But email me at lockedon.jeff at gmail.com. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N period J-E-F-F at gmail.com. And let me know if you're interested and we'll get us a fantasy baseball league together with some goodies here for 2021. But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow on the podcast, it's going to be a little bit later of a release But Brandon Bailey will join me on the show. We're going to be talking about Tommy John. We're going to be talking about another comeback for him from that. And we're going to wish him well and wish that the force be with him. That's tomorrow on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss that. The best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.